0: Okay, so and even though we already were um, in the middle of the first chapter, yep, we already did the goal The goal of the group, Matars HaChevra, we already started the Toichen chevra, actual, the actual content of the group. What, your papers in English? No,
1: not in Hebrew. What? You find us online, you
0: I'm sorry?
1: I'm happy to share if you want.
0: So, but I'd like to go back because it's been a long time and Bechlal Chazar, is where, this, is the type of, this is the type of book that, um, because it, 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 it lends itself to meditation, it, it's very important to review. It's not just ideas, they're learning an idea once and then, you know, now you know it and you could go weiter. The, the whole thing is a constant, so to review is very important. Plus, somebody that I love very much, if anyone here knows Benji Epstein, he pointed out, and he was right. He said that it's worthwhile to point uh, and to read uh, also in Hebrew and in, in the language of the pizatznos. So let's let's just go back again from the beginning, if no, if everyone, if there's no objection. So again, he began. He called the chevrah <coughs> bnei which we spoke about. What's the meaning of machshava teva? We spoke about what's the meaning of machshava. That machshava is what goes on in the movie screen of the mind. What's actually Consciously going on in the mind at the time—that's the meaning of machshavatova, tova, right? That to be somehow in control and somehow be able to be in the driver's seat when it comes to the levush ha-machshava, the garment of the soul known as thought. <clears throat> and he said that that's this is the the, the content of the chevrah and that's the medium that and he says that's the matarsa um, chevrayah hakadeisha. This is the toichen, the content of the chevra, the, the means that we're going to get to it, and the taconis, the, the what we're establishing. Now let's read again, the say the mataras the goal of the group. <coughs> so he says, We don't have a new goal. We don't have a new, we're not coming to do something that's foreign, that's a that's chiddush. It's not different. It's no different than the desire and the longing of every single Jew. That what our desire and our goal, our goal and our purpose is to serve Hashem, the God of Avimezek and Yaakov. And he says, "This is She'ifas kolish This is the desire of every single Jew." And we spoke about. That that not necessarily not as everyone is conscious of that desire, right? Sometimes we don't feel that desire to serve Hashem. (coughs) In fact, in Tanya in chapter forty seven, the author of it says that the most important thing to become included within God is desire. Right? We know that's that's really what when uh, when you know that you've become connected with God in a very pneumistic inner way, when your desire, when your will is for Hashem. Right? That's the, the opposite of that you're accepting the yoke, which of course that's the yisod, the foundation is to accept the yoke. But then that's the foundation, but the building what one has to work on is to actually want to be close to Hashem. And that's, the altar says there in chapter 47, that's the only real thing that's holding us back from, from being from unification with Hashem. Right? The, that's what the the, of us, the the that they were Merkova, that we say that the patriarchs were chariots of God, what does that mean? that they didn't have a separate will. Their will was just the will of God, <coughs> which really it says in Pirkei Oves in the second chapter, right? Batel Asir ase nullify your will to be his will. That's in Pirkei Oves. So really that's ultimately when you, <laughs> when you meet up something in serving Hashem that you don't want to do, that's a real Aveda, then, you know, to do, to do it anyway. But then there's another Aveda that you work on wanting to do it. And that's what the Piazetzner wants. Because that's wants that we should want to do it. That's, the, that's what he's he's aiming for. <coughs> and our goal, <coughs> so that's the desire really of every Jew, whether a Jew feels it or not. To serve Hashem. Avoid the tama, aveda the shlema, a complete service, a full service. Bekhole Gufeinavan of with all the limbs of our body and soul. Bekol Chut me And every Every single string, every uh, sinew of our body, and every spark of our soul, la the kedushas Hashem, sanu. That not, not one strand of our body and not one spark from our soul will be outside the 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 the, the tchum, will be outside the, the holiness of Hashem that's always that's always uh, hovering over us and surrounding us, right? <coughs> that it's hovering over, surrounding us always. Hashem's infinity is always all over us. <coughs> That's what I said before from the Tanya chapter 47. The Altar Rebbe says that really we're within God's infinity. There in chapter 47, he's actually talking about Yetzirah Mitzrayim.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That we know, there's a, every generation, every generation a person has to experience as if they left from Mitzrayim. So, and the altar begins that chapter. It's very interesting. The Mishnah that we all know says "b'chol dor v'dor." The altar starts chapter forty-seven. B'chol dor vador v'kol v'yom chayav adam liyos atzim every day, a person has to see themselves up Mitzrayim. Now, pashtus, you understand? Because "b'chol dor v'dor" that the Mishnah says can mean every generation and it could be once a year. So, the altar says no, "b'chol yom v'yom." And what's Yitzias Mitzrayim? Yitzias ha nefesh. The leaving of the soul in the confines of the body and becoming included in God. How do you do that? By, by, by putting your consciousness into that. By that, that no part of one's soul knows it's always there. It's, Hashem is always there. Ultimate absolute being is where you are. Right? It's, it's just a question of becoming that no part of who we are it should go out of that holiness of Hashem. That's, that's, that's the goal that's the ultimate goal to be able to serve Hashem in a way that we feel all of us are in, is serving Hashem not just my lips not just my hands all of us our hearts our minds that, that we should that none of us none of that should be outside the holiness of Hashem that encircles us <laughs> our father our compassionate father had mercy in us and he aroused in our heart a spark of desire and, and awareness and consciousness. that we should know that we shouldn't just be like a slave, the son of a maid a slave, the servant of the son of a maid also serves the king. but he serves the king behind the millstone, far from the king. He doesn't he doesn't serve in front of the king. He serves in the kitchens or in the stalls or somewhere far from the king. As Dvar he doesn't hear the voice of the king, nenu mis and he doesn't take pleasure and enjoy the glow of the king. That's that's the evid It's avaidashibizgirasameh vitimtumalev. That's that and that's an aveda when the mind is closed and the heart is stuffed up. So that's that's the avoid of an that the mind is closed, the heart is stuffed up, that it's, the, that it's, not, it's not enjoying the king. It's not enjoying the king's presence. All right. The um, <clears throat> the Rebbe also says in, in Tanya in, in recently we just had, Negeir HaSakadosh 24, from the Zohar, that he brings a moshal, that imagine that the, the king, that people wait years and years sometimes to get an audience with the king. And then one time the king decides that he's going to reveal himself. The king comes to a place that that people could come see. He comes to your town, and imagine that you don't go to look at the king. Instead, you you know you schmooze with somebody else. Salterba says that's how bad it is when a person schmoozes in shul, because in shul the king is allowing himself to be seen. That's what davening is. It's that we're allowed we're allowed to 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 be to to enjoy and take pleasure from his glow. And that that we don't is because he's saying we're like. That's if a person serves like a servant the son of a, a maidservant. Right? That, that, that's not, not closeness to the king like a child. Right? And I mentioned before, and I just want to mention obviously again, this isn't to negate the fact that we also have to be avodim of Hashem, that we have to be servants of Hashem. right? We know, we say avinu malkeinu, Hashem has to be our father and our king. And that's a, you know, there has to be this dance between father and king. So, and ever the beginning the the foundation of serving hashem is kabbalah is accepting the yoke of the kingdom of heaven like a servant like a slave right i, I mentioned to you that when, when moshe Rabbeinu dies at the end of the torah it doesn't say moshe Rabbeinu the genius or moshe Rabbeinu the, the tzaddik you know like they say today in the newspaper about every rabbi is also an agayin, a guy and a tzaddik what does it say about moshe Rabbeinu? vayama moshe ever hashem the servant of Hashem. What's the great portion of Moshe Rabbeinu? You called him an Eved That was to be an Eved is a big thing, also, right? But here, the Piazetsner is not talking about that aspect of Eved. It's important to differentiate that aspect of Eved is, like I said before, is when you go give up your will, you go against your will for Hashem. When you do something that, that and, and, and it's not just when it's against your will, it's, it, it's th- that my will should be Hashem's will. I nullify my will to Hashem's will. But then an, an, a, a ben, a child, makes that my will is the Father's will, that I do want the Father. It's not just that it's against my, that I'm doing something against my will. ben. <speaking in Hebrew> We want to be like a child. We want to be like a, Hashem, as a, like a father. And when we serve Hashem in Torah and davening, it's important, it's, it's very uh, um, important to point out. He says, It's important that, that he says, part of our Havodah Hashem is Torah. Torah is part of our Havodah Hashem. It's always important to know sometimes we, we, we get lost... We learn Torah, that is our Avodah Hashem, that is serving Hashem. But we want that our Avodah Hashem of learning Torah, of Tvil, of Hain b'shar Mitzvahs, that we should feel our closeness to Hashem. We should be able to feel Hashem, Hashem's presence. Like a child who is so happy to greet his father, to meet his father. After years, you'd imagine a child didn't see his father. You didn't see your father for years. And then you get to see him. And after he suffered such terrible longing for his father, then all of a sudden he gets to see his father. That's, that's the joy that happens. So that's what we want ultimately. That when we serve Hashem, We should feel the running of our soul. To her father, right? We say, "Can like, you did nefesh yorutz Kemoi To That a servant should run like a um, uh, thing, not a ram. Uh, an isle is a, ibex. it's it's a, an ibex, right? Like a deer type of thing. So, yeah. So yorutz that we should be running towards our father. Like um, we should feel that running of our soul to the to our Father. Shem olav Really, our soul is yearning for Hashem every day and every night. I don't know. Did, did, did I, I? don't remember if I mentioned. Maybe you'll mind. Did I mention Rav Cook's about a nefesh tamin misbalelas? Did I speak about that? No. So this this nekuda that he's saying over here that the soul is misgagas is yearning for God all day and all night. So. Rav Kook has a beautiful, there's a sitter called Eil HaSru'iya. In the Spharm of Rav Kook, one of the most beautiful is his parish on the sitter. And in that parish on the sitter, he, the very beginning is like an introduction to Tefillah. The introduction to tefila, and he's the inyan of Tefillah, and I think it's the first or the second piece, he says, Eina Tfila mistakenes ketikne ele biyidiyashan nefesh tamid mispalelelis. That one can't approach davening without first knowing that the soul is always davening. The soul is always running towards Hashem. Tfila is that when you open yourself up to what the inside of your soul is. Or if Cook says like a like um like a sheshana, like a rose that opens up its petals to greet the sun, so so too you open yourself up to allow what your soul is always wanting. Right? And so if cook says you have to know that you're it's not something foreign to you, it's foreign to our conscious self sometimes. Sometimes it feels weird to our conscious self, but we have to know that our soul inside of us—that's what the soul wants all the time, twenty-four-seven. <coughs> <coughs> I Filos- told you,
1: Filos- huh? Oh, last raya.
0: Oh, last ia
1: It's it's Meduya here that
0: to play on words, you know, Elastra by the Chagiga, yeah.
1: The, it's not saying that these things bring us closer. It's saying that we need to feel it, like it's happening. It's the reality that's happening. We're just sometimes not in tune with
0: that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that that is true. Um, because he's not focusing here. It's very interesting. You po- you're pointing out is a really interesting point. Um, <clears throat> because yeah, he's not. He's not. There's there's. As we spoke about the Shabbos morning, there's two, always two aspects of, of serving Hashem, the objective and the subjective, right? The objective is like what the altar says in Tanya, chapter 4 or 23, that when you do a mitzvah objectively, you're uniting with God. The letters of tefillah, the letters of the Aleph Beis, even if you don't understand what they mean, by saying the letters of tefillah, the letters of davening like little rocket ships, the letters themselves, these 22 letters which preceded Tzimtzum, came before God contracted his infinite light there were these 22 letters the 22 letters are the closest thing we have to form of the divine that's how God is manifesting through these letters Nagila v'nismecha boch I take joy and the boch the 22 letters Bach is 22 letters right the letters of the Aleph Beis objectively you say them you're getting close to Hashem you do a mitzvah you're getting close to Hashem but that's the objective truth it doesn't mean necessarily that we feel that in this book he's saying I want to feel that I want to feel also which, of course, in Tanya also, the later chapters, the altar also talks about how to come to love of Hashem, and I, right? So that that's the more subjective, that it should be who I am, when the language of Chassid is pnimius So this book is really about pnimius You're right, it's a very good point. He's, and, and so therefore he's focusing on what's already happening inside and just being in tune with that. He's not talking about the fact that we have to bring God's infinity upon our body and stuff like that. He says, feel b'tefila." Last paragraph from the. Uh, um, I'm sorry, Shemes Gagas, that we should feel the 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 running of our soul to her father, Shemes Gagas, lev koyem chalalayla. She yearns for God all day and all night. Ritzav andemisa, running and and melting, nemisas Hanefesh, the melting of the soul, bishtapchusel chekav yeshu as she pours herself out into the lap of her father in heaven. The melting of the soul, like. You melt into Hashem like, like, a bomb, like a spark goes into the bonfire. You feel that there's no you separate from Hashem. As much as a person is able to come to that thought that I'm not separate from Hashem, I'm not outside of God at all.
1: <clears>
0: the <throat> <clears> betfilah <throat> Not only when it comes to davening and to, and to serving Hashem, should we feel the closeness el Hashem, we not just that we'll get the get the pleasure of being close to God when we actually are serving Him. Ragam Now here, this is the this is gonna this is the the and this is what he's gonna say. And this is very hard. This is the ultimate goal. What's the ultimate goal? Ragam tomit that always our thoughts should be so clear and so strong. The khsurbukadushai connected to God's holiness, a is al husheinu that it should overcome our sensual experience. That we'll be so connected to God that will be able to to be that's that it's stronger of a connection that we have with Hashem through our thought that's able to overcome the five senses. Because the five senses experience the world, not God, until Mashiach comes. We can't know God by the five senses. Until Mashiach comes without, without meditation, right? And that's what he's going to say. But he's going to say that not only will, our, will, will, will we feel the closeness of Hashem to an extent that it'll overcome our senses, but as he's going to say also, that our senses themselves will be used to serving Hashem. But the idea is that the thought will be so strong that, that, you're not, that you don't know what's going on around you. Right? Does, did I, I I, I'm, it's been a couple of weeks, so even if I told it, I didn't tell the server Benjamin Kletzke, did I, at the fair? If you don't remember then I'll tell again. I think I don't know if I told you, but there's a story that um Rabbinoman Kletzka was a chassid of the Altareba and his brother in law was called Rapinchus Rezes. Rapinchus the I think his grandmother's mother in law was Rose and she supported him Raisa. Anyway. So they were they went to a fair. They would go, they would buy wood at the Urid at the you know, at the big fair and they would bring it home and sell it for the rest of the year. So they went to buy the wood together. And um, that's what that the, the Yom you know, uh, um, said to his brother-in-law. He, he was doing business. So Rebbeinu Yom said, "I'm, you know, I'm just going to go. I'll be back in a minute or two. And all of a sudden, you know, he went away, and Pinchas Reis is waiting a half hour, an hour. He's nowhere to be found, and he looks for his brother-in-law until finally, like like two hours later, he finds him with one foot up on a on a bench and his hand on his forehead and completely lost in thought. And Upinch raises like, you know, pushed him a little, you know you know, to, you know to, gave a little uh shtup to his shoulder. And Rabbi Yom Khatsk turned around and said to his brother in law, Pinya, the beer of the Pinya, where were you? The Rebbe just said the beer, that the, the explanation on the Mimer Shirani And usually in Shir Shirma it says, I'm black but I'm beautiful, ni The Rebbe just said the, the explanation. In other words, he was so he lived it so much that it was like he was there. Right? So that to actually like be there, because to be overcome what the senses tell us, to actually be someplace else. But it doesn't mean someplace else, not here. It means another way of experiencing the here. Of course, the whole of chasidus is about sanctifying the here and now, like Martin Buber lo- likes to talk about so much, right? That is chasidus, the imminence of God to the extent that he sanct- sanctified the here and now. So, And how does one do that? By not just buying what the senses say, not just, by not just defining reality with the senses. That the thought should be so hard that it will overcome the senses. It will overcome what our senses experience not only that our senses won't be able to confuse and seduce our thought not only will our, that, that our senses won't overcome us and, and seduce our thought to say to it look at the world you see a world a world. It's a world look at this world that you see you feel physicality that's what you feel this is what's real I mentioned to you that it says a million times that, that, that we always say that this world is created yesh me'ayin, something from nothing. But Chassidus says the truth is that ultimately the world was created ayin yesh. Hashem is the yesh and we're the ayin. That that we're a yesh and godliness is ayin is only from what's called das takhans, from our perspective. That we're a yesh, that we're an existence and there's some divine light that's an ayin, this nothingness that creates us. But the way Hashem sees it, and, and ultimately true, the Das in the higher level perspective, the consciousness, which we're supposed to also try to get, is the way Hashem sees reality, that Hashem is the yesh, and we're the am. So, even though our senses say that the world is a yesh, so, but we will overcome with thought so much that e- that will overcome the fact that our senses try to make the world into a yesh, into an existence, and say, "Look, look at this world, or they, they run after this world." Not only that.
1: I this is a little bit different. Yeah, go ahead. Our vodah is, is to is our is to create. Mm-hmm. I am yesh. That we have to, because God is no thing. God is right. God is God is nothing. He's no thing. Right. And to get beyond the thinginess of the world is to that's beyond the God to, to get to the yesh is like the gashmias. That's, that's the, the same idea, just a
0: different word, opposite word. The truth is, Chasidus goes and, and says it's actually yesh, ay, and yesh. Uh-huh. If you get into specifics, because Hashem is the yesh ha-miti. Uh-huh. Then there's all the levels of God's light, which is the ayin, the divine nothingness. Uh-huh. And then the yesh Nivra. So it's really yesh I'm yesh. That's that's ultimately, so yeah. So the but 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 so we shouldn't go after our senses. That the world is just a yesh. Ragam chusheinu yichnu l'marcheves That our senses should become subjugated to the thought of our heart. Knows that the, not only the senses won't seduce us, but we'll be able to not only overcome the senses but transform the senses into a way of experiencing Hashem. Right? There, that, that, that That's ultimately the goal. Every one of our senses, there's not one sense that we have all five, seeing, hearing, tasting, smelling, touching, all of them can be used in Avodah Hashem. And they all could be used a way to feel closeness to Hashem if they're done correctly. And I mentioned the, by the Neel Sahad, the Vart from the Ruzhiner, it's very important to bear in mind as we go into the mundane calendar after we leave that the whole month of V'yom Toivim. So that I mentioned that the Ruzhiner says... That mitzvah, Torah, avoda, all have a Vavhe. And achila, Shtiyah, bia, lina, all have a yudhei. Shaina, all have a yudhei. And yudhei is much higher than the vavhei. Hmm. That means that one could access the yudhei dafka through avodah begashmis. That was the of the v'solinen. You don't have to be dafka sitting and learning all day to be able to connect to Hashem all day, but rather it's it's just being able to. Uh, uh, serve Hashem to, to in all things, that to always be able to to change, that the senses themselves should experience Hashem. Just an example: the taste. How do you use taste for Brit Hashem? No. Shabbos, in Shabbos, the time of the the actual tasting the food, that's a mitzvah on Shabbos, right? That's that's the
1: mitzvah.
0: Timeru, yeah. And I mentioned, uh, and and ultimately, and. What the ultimate goal of Avedah is that also our sight should be used for Hashem. That when we see the world, we're seeing godliness. That's the ultimate, that our, our mind, our thoughts should be so completely inundated. I remember when I was learning in 770, um, so there, there's a, I, I used a heter from, Rebitcha Masmid was a big, big uh, uh, genius and holy person. He was a chassid of the Rebbe Hashab. There's was on Rebitcha Masmid. Masmid. And when he was younger, he would only learn Gemara. Even though he came from a Hasidic family, he would only learn Gemara. And they said to him, why don't you learn some Hasidus? And he said, when there'll be a 25th hour in the day, I'll learn Hasidus. Hmm. Then when he got a little older, he started learning Hasidus and he got caught. And he was just learning Hasidus. And they, they said, why don't you learn Nigla anymore? He said, when there'll be a 25th hour. So, I, was, I had been in Brisk for a couple of years, so I took a heter and I spent like a, a year and a half in 770. I had just learned this all day, but pretty much. Really, a more, more all night than all day. I used to sleep in the day. But Lamay said, the night was my time. And I remember sitting in one night. I, I learned to, like, throughout the night, I was learning Samach Vov, Maimer Makor Chaim. Hi, Evan.
1: Hello,
0: sorry. It's okay. Better late than never. Oh, okay. Well, we have some time left. <clears throat> but the, you could have beer now, you don't have to wait for the Febrangim.
1: I see that. I see no one's waiting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so,
1: <laughs>
0: and I remember walking out, so I, I was learning the whole night about Kimchamachor Chaim, which is a mimer about Orinsof before Tzimtzum. So you sit there for like hours just meditating on different levels, the three levels of Orinsof before Tzimtzum, how the spheres of before Tzimtzum. I remember walking out, and like the world was a lot less thick. The world was more, you know, hazy. That's what ultimately, you know, try to recreate that all the time, but you never quite get back to that moment. But, but we try, you know, those moments where we have that, re- that clarity that when you look at the world, you're seeing Hashem. You're seeing the King. So that's what he says, that not only should, uh, will our sensual experience not seduce us, but rather the senses will become agents, will become ways, conduits to get to Hashem. <laughs> These words... I would underline. These, these words are so important. Our senses should become subjugated to the, to the thought of our heart. That is, you know, as, as I'm reading this again, this is ultimately what, what the whole book is about. What the whole union of Bnei Machshavah That our senses should become subjugated to the thought of our heart. That we could have thoughts to such a, an extent that they're stronger than what we experience with our senses, and therefore, thereby then be able to tra- transform the senses into conduits to God. That's quite a tall order. But that, he says, that's Matarat HaChevra. That's the goal of the group. To be able to have such strong thoughts that, the, that you, lose, you lose yourself in thought.
1: We do, but we do. We have like a parallel. Like, if we just trusted our eyes, we would think that the earth goes around The, the sun goes around the earth. Okay. But our... Our minds have informed what our eyes see. When we see this now, we see the sun rises in that direction and the sun's in that direction. But what we're at—I don't want to get—I I just we I, see I, the yeah. Earth going like turning. Right. We don't see what most people have in history saw, you know, anymore. Or most times in history, people have saw.
0: Right. Well, yeah. In other words, it's it's, an, it's uh, without getting into that that whole debate because you know the the. There, there are those that hold that the sun does go around the earth, it seems to say in the Chazal, whatever. But let's leave that for a second. But yeah, there's a way of seeing reality and totally not seeing the truth of what you're looking at. Right? That's, that's, uh, they have these, these psychological tricks where they show a person and you see that you're not really, you know, you're looking at something you don't really see, you see what you want to see. They have all these things that, you know, you, you, you look at and you didn't see what, what, what's hidden over there because you see what you're used to seeing. But he's saying here that, the, that the, thoughts will be, the thoughts will be so strong that they'll transform that even the senses. This I, I know I mentioned the, uh, when we learned this, the idea from Rav Chalap that he says that this is what it means, Rabbi Yezra told his students, when they said to him, teach us how to get to Elam Haba, he said, Do lifnemeat When Know before whom you're standing. And Rav Chalap said, what do you mean? They asked him how to get to Eilam Haba. That's such a small level. That's what they wanted, how to get to Eilam Haba. And you should daven just... So Rav Chalap says it means that they were asking, how could they experience the taste of Eilam Haba in this world? And so he said to them, when you Davin, have consciousness of God, know the one before whom you're standing, have deep thoughts. Not the one with Jack Handy. You have deep thoughts about God, right? Have deep thoughts about God. And, and when you daven, that's what davening is, right? And like he's saying here, a person can be davening all day. What's halavai? What does it mean halavai a person would daven all day? It doesn't mean that your lips are moving necessarily. It means to always be in that state. <clears throat> and also the senses will also see the holiness of God spread out upon all of creation the ayin and by and year a person will see with their with their eyes that you're you're in gan eden before god's throne you're in eden already right that's what the students were saying rabbi how could we see olam Habe in this world so he said come to divine consciousness davin and then you'll see you are in gan eden gan eden isn't the place it's a, it's a it's a way of perceiving reality right we mentioned many times the holiness of eshtalshlus that there are higher worlds, higher worlds, right? Or in suf that's before tzimtzum. These aren't like spatially up, geographically up. They're not in another place. The whole idea of a place that we define as place is only in gashmis. The whole idea that this cup is here and the keys are here. And, and th- it just happens to be there in different places. That idea of place is physicality. The Ramamim already says that by angels, when you speak about levels and angels, they're not within physical place. It's per- levels of perception. The doors of perception are open for those that are in higher worlds. That's what it means. Or in Sufpufotzimtzim is also here. It's just a question of are your thoughts attuned to that? That's what he says, if a person will we'll be able to turn the senses into conduits, we'll see with our eyes that we're in Gan before God's throne of glory. And that's the goal of our group, to be able to live with God, to be live, live within the presence of God all the time.
1: I'm not, sure I get, I'm not supposed to say, I see a world, I feel rain. But not rain,
0: Geshe means Gashmeh. But does it mean rain? No, here it means gashmias. geshem you feel gashmias. Corporeality. Keporeal. right. That's the word. Of course. Because he
1: translates to rain.
0: Okay. No, it's not rain. No, it's, it, uh, he, he means a geshem meaning the gashmias. That's what he's saying that our senses... Right. 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 Safaria.
1: Safaria, right. Because it's on Wikipedia. Anyone can type in. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so let, let me... The, the, read, what, read, is, what, is, what does Shulman yeah. say? I'm... He
0: translated. How does Rebecca Shulman translate it? Do you see in, his, in, the, in the.
1: How does he translate it? How does he
0: translate in that book over there?
1: Do you exactly like the last line? It would be like the second part of the paragraph, really. I, I guess. Then with our own eyes, we will see that we are in God's garden. Before that, a little before that. And even more, our senses will be subjugated to the thought of our eyes. Before
0: that, right before that. <laughs>
1: then our senses will be unable to confuse our thoughts and turn them astray and tell us that this world you see is everything and this physicality
0: that you sense is right. physicality. Yeah, of course physicality, yeah. So our senses for the experience the yesh of the physical, right? And, and we're trying to come to a place which is higher than, than physicality. That's why, by the way, just it's important to know, you know, when you speak about, uh, when you hear about, I'm sure, You've all heard about this and and there are some people that like their whole Yiddishkeit starts like trembling when they hear that there are these Eastern mystics or mystics throughout the generations who weren't even Jewish that came to all sorts of spiritual accomplishments, spiritual levels, levitate or you know, all these type of things. So you have to know that even a person that divorces themselves from the five senses comes to the deeper consciousness, with deeper levels of soul, which is higher than the five senses, which is higher than the reality that we experience. You don't, it doesn't have to be um, through Torah to do that. We don't just want to go beyond our five senses. We want God, right? That's, that's the, the big difference between, well, Hindu is different, but at least Buddhism. Like we're not looking just to come to, to nirvana of, of, ex, of the soul going out, but rather to be extinguished within Hashem. That's what that's what we're looking for. But that's why these Eastern mystics they were able to come to all sorts of levels and perception, etc., because when you deny your senses, you achieve holiness. That's what happens. I'll tell you a story. Um, it's very it's a fascinating story. It's brought in Chasidis a lot, and you'll understand why. The story is actually brought originally in Reshis Chachma. You know the same you know the Saverish Chachma? Raish's Chachma is a 17th century work of Musa, Rebiliyahu Divadash. It was, it's basically one of the main books of Musa that brings from the Zohar. He already brings mainly from the Zohar. Anyway, it's a well-known book that preceded Chassidus and a lot of Chassidus brings it a lot. It's a very well-respected book. So he brings there a story that he said that he heard from Reb Yitzchak the blind, Reb Isaac the blind from Akko. He was one of the big Kabbalists that came before the Arizal. And he said that he heard a test, that this Reb Isaac the testified about the following story, that there was one time a peasant man, a very grub peasant man, who saw the princess as she was passing by. And he fell in love with her right away. He fell in love with her. And he went over to her and propositioned her. And she said to him, I'll meet you in the graveyard. Now he thought that meant that's where she wants to meet with him. What did she talk mean? I have to deal, I, I wouldn't be quite dead, right? I have, to be de- I have to be dead before I would be with you. But he thought, you know, you hear what you want to hear. He thought that she meant that, she'll, that she's going to meet him in the graveyard. And so he went to the graveyard and he waited days Weeks, he kept waiting for her. And the, the Lashon that the Reish's Chachmah says is that his whole Mitzvah was completely permeated with this Ahava, and that's all he reflected on day and night. And then all of a sudden became transferred to Ava Hashem, to God. He, he like elevated that Ava to Hashem, and he became a great sadik that many people went to seek his bracha. So essentially, that, that, that all came from transferring, right, that, 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 that Ava, why did I bring that up? I, I lost my train of thought. What were we just talking about? Buddhism. Right, thank you. That's exactly it. So, so, in other words, that this person, how did this person that, that the Rosh chachma testified, how did he achieve his holiness? How? He was thinking about a princess. But he was divorced from his five senses. He didn't, that's what the whole idea of pr- precious and being a hermit, that's what these people did. They didn't let their five senses get, in, get, get any more input. And so you come into t- touch with deeper places of self. So that's what you hear about these Eastern mystics. It's true, they come to deeper states of perception of spirituality. But not Ein Sof. We want Ein Sof. We want Hashem Himself. Not just different levels of spirituality. We want God. And so if the we ha- we're able to train our thought in such a way, then we're, you know, to come to, to know that we're living with Kodesh Baruch Hu. That's, that's ultimately to, to, div- to, that our senses, but, but again, that's the point I was trying to make, that it's our senses that turn us astray. It's the five senses. Because the five senses don't experience Hashem without, without working on it, like he's saying. Okay, let's go weiter. Seidotoychan um, hachevra, the composition of the group. So Rabbi Shulman starts and introduces this paragraph as beyond the honors of this world. So let's learn. Our group, our community is not a community. Is that a train? I've never heard of this is it coming is it coming into the living room? Is it coming into the living room? Wow.
1: No, you don't usually hear it that loud. But you're supposed to experience garbage. I
0: felt garbage. <laughs> okay, good. You know, you're joking, but the Gemara says, the Gemara says Why did God make thunder? Remember, you know, the Gemara asked in Why did God make thunder? To straighten out the crookedness of the heart. Meaning that that when you hear thunder, you get scared. That's a good exactly like you said. It straightens out the crookedness of the heart. Huh?
1: What's that? We need lots of thunder.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we're not here to get power, political power, to get involved in in uh, politics or or uh, that that aspect of community, right? The 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 part of community that that's the the gross part of community, the politics and the you know all that type of stuff, power and you know. <clears throat> So that's not what that's not what we're forming this, this community for. built whether it's in a straight way or not straight way, we're not, we're not looking you know in, to, to, to get involved in that type of thing. because you know what our tachlis is, what's our purpose?. We want to take a step. We want to ascend one step above the world. All the noise, all the... All the um, uh, sha'on means like uh, um, tumultuousness. We want to go above the world. We want to go above the, tumultuous of, uh, the tumultuousness of the world. That's what, That's what he said. We want to take a step beyond the world. We want to go beyond the Gashmis of the world. We want to take a step beyond that. We're not looking for, for, for politics and stuff like that. We want to go out of the tumultuousness of the world. Our chevr is not a chevr to start giving kibbudim, you know, who gets shishi, who gets shlishi, who gets maftir. It's not a
1: committee.
0: Uh, it's not a committee, exactly, right. One of these committees that meets every few weeks to decide that another committee meeting should be in a few weeks. <laughs> right? So we're not, we're not looking for, uh, for, for that type of thing to, to give our kibbudim, mi berosh, mi who should be up front, who should be in the. Who should it's be.
1: That what the Royal British Committee? Oh yeah, placing things on top of other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. yep, yeah. We're not looking for that type of thing.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, by the way, there's a. You, you know where the words mi barosh come from? Mi barosh. That's it's a. He's quoting. He's it's a Gemara. It's a crazy Gemara. It's an edge in that. You, you remember who Yeravam Ben Nevat? Who was Yeravam Ben Nevat? Yeravam Ben Nevat is the classic example of Chazal of somebody that not only sinned but caused others to sin, because he was the one that split the Jewish people into the ten kingdoms and the two. Mm-hmm. And how did he, he split them? Because he 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 wanted politically people going to Yerushalayim, and the, David was the Davidic dynasty was. So he wanted that he should be the king. So he put up two eagles, two golden calves that people worshipped, etc. So the Gemara says that first of all, the Gemara says Yiravim ben Ne'evot was a genius. Like he was, the Gemara says he was very well learned in Torah. Right? You don't, like they say, the Chassidim used to say that Asev also sat by Eretz Shudas with the Shrimal and said Torah. Right? That's that's a uh, Chassidim said Asev, the Asev of Russia, he also sat by Eretz Shudas with the Shrimal and said Torah. It doesn't mean in, in externally the way he looked. So Yiravim ben Ne'evot was a huge genius, or a huge uh, Talmud Chacham. And so the Gemara says that God Himself spoke to Yerovam. And said to him, Khazarbacha, do chuva, vani b'atu beneshai nital b'ganeiden. Me, you and Ben Yishai, David will, will stroll together in Ganadin. So what was his question? Mi barosh. Mi barosh. Who will be first? Mir Ben Yishai? Mi Mir King David. And then because of that wanting covet, wanting honor, you know, as we get older, that's something we have to be careful with because it, it's very sad people that the, their whole thing is to get honor, that who, who's in the beginning. So Pizetsna says, that's not what we're looking for. That's not what this group is about. Ki Yisoyed is Shiflus That The whole foundation of our group is Shiflus <laughs> which Visreimumus, which are opposites. Shiflus <laughs> is lowliness, right? Humility, humbleness. Visreimumus <laughs> means exaltedness. Either seem to be opposites. So he says, Shiflus nefesh What does that mean? Shiflus van nefesh the words mean the lowliness of the body and the soul and the exaltedness of their holiness. What does that mean? He translates the <coughs> humility of the essence of body and lower spirit and the exaltation of their holiness. What do you think that means? It's a hard thing to explain. He's saying, shiftless visreimumus, lowliness and exaltedness. Exaltedness, how does he translate it? Uh, humility of the essence of body and the spirit and the exaltation of their holiness. I'm, th- I just, I'm, 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 tra- I'm reading it from his translation. Yeah. He says, the humility of the essence of body and lower spirit and the exaltation of their holiness. <clears throat> so, I'll tell you the way I understand it. I don't know... Um, that uh, he's that like this, there's a vart from the, the one of my all-time favorite svarim is a saviour called Avodas Pnim. I used to, actually, in, in Eish Kodesh, I used to give that ashir in that. It's a beautiful saviour. He was the Rav of Tveria, or of Aaron Luria, the beginning of the 20th century. He was a Slanomer Hasid. He wasn't a Rebbe, he was a Hasid, a or Hasid, but he himself was a, a, you know, by the real Hasidic groups, they had they had huge people who were, quote-unquote, just Chasidim, right? So, so, he, he, was, he has a Savior called Avodas Penim. And he write, one of the things he writes over there is that a person has to always bear in mind what it says, the Pesach says, Peace, peace to one that is near and far. They have to feel that you're near and far from God. How does that mean? So he says, Mitzad you, what I've achieved, who I am. I have to feel how lowly and far I am from where I have to be. But Mitzad Hashem... I'm within Hashem. Mitzad Hashem's infinity, I'm within him all the time. So mitzad him, I'm close from his from his perspective, from his truth, and me knowing that truth about God. Mitzad God, God is here all the time. But where am I? Right, so that's the shiftless. I think that's the shiftless visremus. That's the shiftless etz magufa nefesh visremus kedushasem to, to 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 also exalt them in the holy in holiness. To also know the mitzvah Hashem that they're very holy that they could be exalted into the holiness of Hashem. Uba mokem is galas kedusha ein mokem lekibudim ulasrais. And in a place where there's a revelation of kedusha, which ultimately again is our purpose to go above the world, one step above the world, a step above the world. And in such a place, when you go a step above the world and you enter God's holiness, there's no place for, for covid and sraris, for, for giving out honors and, 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 uh, and these type of positions, things like that. So that's, that's, uh, that's the first of all, he says, for, for, first and foremost. V'chein, number two. I think this is what we actually, I think we got up to this paragraph. V'chein anu masnim kofu. And also we are, right in the beginning, the Pizzesna the, the Rebbe says that we're making a, a double condition, T'nai Koffel. Right? That's, um, that's also a Loshon from the Gemara and that for T'nai, for Halachic T'nai to be kosher, it has to be Koffel. has to be if you give me a hundred dollars, then I will give you my house. If you don't give me a hundred dollars, then I won't. You have to say it in positive and negative. That's the t'nai So it says we're making a condition with a double condition. We're not looking to coordinate to, to be uh, uh, his gavlus, his atzmas, to make ourselves separate from the crowd. We're not looking to be separate from the crowd. Or he translated as insular. We're not looking to be insular. <laughs> to be far and isolated from those Jews that are not part of our group. Mm-hmm. Or we're not looking to, to say that we're better. We're not looking to say we're better or, or that we're, you know, we're different. That, you know, we're not looking to say in any way that, uh, that, that we're separate from all other Jews that are not part of our society. No, it's not about a society of being exclusive. I mean, it's an exclusive society, as he's going to teach us. But it doesn't mean I'm, I'm isolated from others. I'm not looking to make them achleikas. Ad-Rabba. <coughs> the opposite. Reish, the beginning, the foundation of our chever is Avas The Avas Chazik. Loving other Jews, loving friends in the deepest way. Avas is the foundation of everything. You know, that's... See, always quotes this from the, from the Zohar. Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai said in, in the Zohar, "Anan talya milsa, Anan Everything we achieved is through love, love of each other. Bechavivusa because we have chavivus among us, that's how we achieved everything that we achieved. So the avos yisrael and Avas chaverim in the deepest way—that's the Yisoi. That's the whole balshemtiv. The whole chesidus is about avos yisrael, is, is loving other Jews. And so we're not looking to be separate from them. We're not looking to separate ourselves from the, from the commune, from everyone else. Rather, Mushal he gives this parable. There's a fire in the city. And so firefighters come to save and to put out, extinguish the fire through methods that they think are the right methods to use. Is that enough of a reason that Yisnuvi there are other people in the city who are doing other methods to put out the fire. So the firefighters know that the real methods are X, Y, and Z. And here you have these Shlamazals doing A, B, and C. But Lamaisa they're doing what they can to put out the fire. So the, you're gonna hate them, you're not gonna like them. That's why it's crazy that there's, you know, when you think about from Jews, that there's so much politics and groups between them. Like, like there's literally fires, fire burning, right? Jews are getting so far that that's what it, that we're about, making different groups. And this, it's half of a fella. You see, it's like Rabbi Nachman always says that it's a maizah because it doesn't make sense. Anyway, so, so the firefighters, are not gonna, they're not going to hate them, they're not going to distance those other people, because we all have the same goal. To put, extinguish the fire and save those souls that are in the flames. Everybody saves according to their way. And the, and the opposite. Who is able to put out the fire more when a lot of people are involved in it? What a whole chevr, what a lot of people could do, now a single person is able to do by himself. <sighs> and therefore we too. And now he's like, he goes off, he goes off into a little tangent of I think maybe we should stop over here because this is already, this starts something a little new. Tough. This freshened us up for, uh, for this week and Mitzvah will continue. Anyone else want to say anything else about this before we... Go leave from this because this next paragraph is, is, he sort of goes on a tangent, on an emotional tangent, which <laughs> P. is known to do. Tough. We'll stop over here. One, right? We did, right? <laughs> but We just started that. We just started that. Yeah. Okay. We'll turn to next week, Metzger